This thing's running? Yeah. Because I see numbers going. Yeah, we're rolling, dog. I know things are happening. Sick. Right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Canode Knows. Um, today, we got my dear friend Vish on the show, and we're doing audio only. So thank you for tuning in. Um, it's been a while. I don't know how to intro a podcast anymore. But hi, man. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for stopping by while we're uh, out here in Arizona. Yeah. So where are we? We're in Phoenix. What do you mean? You know, <laughs> you know where we How are now. How did I get here? I think uh, you took the 17 at some point, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah. Well, what brings us here is we're working on a cult video, and we're uh, posted up here for like 28 days That's in insane. an Airbnb, and we're trying to rotate the team through and work on a video that we're trying to sell. No so, shit. Yeah. Sick. Digitally then. My goal was digital download, but yeah. as we talked about it, um, if we're doing digital download, people love the DVD. It's like a staple in BMX. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, why not just do both? Yeah. Um, and we find it actually kind of hard to sort out the digital download. Um, it's not really like... Like with the music clearance and shit? No, nah, not that, because what we're trying to do is just figure out a way to do it on our own mm-hmm. and get the files to people, but then we don't really know how <laughs> yeah. to... Handle and and where it's going to go because like iTunes makes it easy it ends up in a library with all the other stuff But yeah. if we just do it on our own it kind of just ends up on your phone or your computer somewhere and I know that there's probably answers and I'd love for Somebody if they knew how to like kind of do that. Yeah. So the main goal um, like kind of how I always felt is that You just have to make the thing and how you distribute it is how you distribute yeah, it you So out, like, we're we're just working on getting something that we're really happy with and like we think that people will enjoy. Yeah. Um, last year we did like a ton of web videos, like almost every month we had something come out. Mm-hmm. And so this year I decided that we should probably do something more concentrated um, because we really, like two years ago we did Slater Than You Think and yep. making the DVD was rad. It feels like yesterday, dude. <laughs> it, it doesn't feel that long ago, but in the process of making it, it's like you make something for a long time and you don't really get to put anything out because you're holding this footage yeah. back. And um, I what I also too. what I also realized is that a lot of the stuff that gets used comes towards the end of the project. Yeah, that's so, every season. So if we just concentrate that time down and get a good mix of everyone together, it kind of gives you that same feel with less time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not putting like some crazy price on it. It's just like going to be a reasonable purchase. But th- the idea is like to. I think lower. I, I don't know. Nice. We can't talk about we can't talk <laughs> true, about prices true. and things like that when it's when we're still in the process of making it. Mm-hmm. But the that's the initial idea. That's the the overall like concept is so like if we're gonna put a little bit more into something, we'll try and and, and make something a little more substantial than your web video. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we kind of go about it in the same way we did some stuff last year. Just instead of doing smaller groups of people, we stay somewhere longer rotate people out and Phoenix was like the f- first place that we thought to try it because um, it's a good time of year like weather wise variety of spots we we've been here before so it does make it kind of hard to like kind of be fresh with some things but yeah. we've done a really good job like especially like Dakota and like some of the other dudes of like like especially Corey and like even locals out here have helped us just figure out how to like get to certain things, rides like pools, like random stuff yeah. like that, and it's made it um, fresh. Even though, like I said, we've we were here last year for a video, like a pool video, and you know, in old uh, 
cult videos like in the early days. Like Arizona was a place we were coming all the time. Mm -hmm. So iconic. Yeah, and you guys have well, been hitting like the low key spots too, like not too well, blown out. Well, is... we try. We it's a good mixture of of all of them, but mm -hmm. like you want to see, I feel like you want to see Deck Park and you want to see yeah. things that like downtown that you're you're familiar with. Yep. But then when you're here long enough and you like even like Dad came out early, just drove around, found a bunch of stuff, and no then shit. and then loaded up loaded up the crew with stuff to do, and it, it's hard because all this not everything works out especially with businesses and people security and all these things so mm -hmm. when you're going into the trip in the beginning and you're trying to trying to get as much stuff done as you can uh right away it feels kind of crazy but now that we're like three weeks into it i feel like we have like about another week to to go mm -hmm. but i'm like all right the video is pretty much done everything we're getting now it's just like on Icing top on the cake. yeah just yeah. all everything That's is just bomb, on top dude. so i love to hear it how so Let's, I mean, let's stay on that. Who's been here so far? You said Dak. I know Chase is out there, Chase Dehart. Then we got Corey Walsh. He's editing his DVD outside right now. It's exciting shit happening in the house. Who's all here right now? Who's been here? Well, the, been the, list, the list is pretty long, um, and we, we still have a few more people to come. We're actually going to get let the AMs, AMs come out for a little bit um, because now that we've, like I said, I feel that the, the, the main project is done, um, we want to include, uh, we can't, we have so many like AMs that we can't necessarily include everyone, but some of the local California dudes, it's like, mm -hmm. just come on out and ride for a few days. And like, like I was thinking, I might use their stuff for another project that we have going. And then I was also thinking I need to do another AM trip and I could just like put all that together and do like a web video for them. Mm -hmm. That would be um, exclusive and give them a little love and a little shine time. Yeah, um, do you find it hard to do that? Because the team is so big there's so many writers well i do find it well it's hard to like it is hard to like coordinate but like it is easy if something's not working i can literally just go do something else because i give like true yeah. i i have like people either all over california or all over other areas and it's like all right well let's just go here and uh, let's go yeah. there and yeah. and we're lucky that like we get to focus on like videography and that Robbie sees it as like a important part because yeah. he loves making videos he's been producing it's it forever so, you guys like, have he's, been on it on he's it, been dude. producing videos you know from fit days on yeah and he knows how to like get things done and like kind of like put that put the wheels in motion mm -hmm. like if an idea, like even an idea for this came up, mm -hmm. he, he sorted the Airbnb. He made sure that like the van was ready to go. He made, he gets all these things in line. So I'm like at home editing other videos and he's like prepping me to go out there. And there literally is like a producer. Like it's become less of like, it, what I kind of see is, is it's the core of BMX where we're trying to find a place to go. We're getting dudes out there and we're filming. And I like the way I like to go about it is like the least amount of like, like work style, like just get to spots and film and just like do your thing. And if, you, if you're not into the spot, well, let's try to find another one and go. And it's like, mm -hmm. doesn't have to be like, there's no clip count. There's no like, oh, this isn't working. You're not performing. It's not like, you know, that kind <laughs> yeah, of yeah. stuff is, is, is not good. You want to like, if anything, I want to encourage people like, you know, especially if somebody's hurt. I don't want to put pressure on them like to do anything. Like it's like, all right, let's get you ice and like, feel better because I only hope that the people I'm working with and like people are filming with are wanting to do wanting to film and ride you yeah. know so 
I don't know kind of where this led in the whole conversation, yeah. but it kind of like went from uh, from just like, I guess like a, what kind of is behind Colt in a way of like making videos. So as soon as we're done with one, it's like, all right, what can we do nice. now? So, yeah. um, which is which is rad. And I, I think that like, again, if Robbie didn't love making him, seeing him and seeing him come to life, then there wouldn't be such a push and I'd have to like... Um, jump between a bunch of different jobs and so at the moment i just do cold stuff and then i have i do a little bit of work for vans for the pro cup series and that's pretty much it and i just go i mean that stuff isn't happening right now so there's not much i do with them right now mm-hmm. so i'm pretty focused on colt but um between bands and colt i get to travel and film and yeah and i just try to like you busy dude like yeah, how long did it busy. take to edit that best of 2019 video which was um, so well done by the way like i don't think yeah um Mm, two weeks but I didn't really I wish it only took a week and the reason it only the reason it took two weeks is because I had poor planning in the beginning so halfway through the year I started to realize that oh we need We're gonna do it I need to make a best of and so I started to create these timelines that had footage organized in a raw format for me to access in each project mm-hmm. but in the beginning of the year it was like all the footage was Sorry, I'm going to burp. That's it, dude. It's coming. <laughs> Anyways, all the footage was um, just kind of condensed into the, the, the videos. Like, so if you if I wanted, like, an alternate angle or, like, some other thing going on, like, I forget what's you before and after hunting, the right? clip. I have to, yeah, it's like yeah. more hunting. So now the way I'm uh, the way I'm doing stuff is as I'm, as I'm making it, I've created these, like, B-roll timelines Sick. that I can just pop back into and go, okay, this is for the future. Like, do you this is for the future. Or do you just keep them in the project as their own timeline and then open the project later? Well, they're, they're in the, pro- they're in yeah. the project. Um, some, things, some things are exported. Um, going into kind of, like, I've had a pretty bad reputation with, like, lost footage and, like, yeah. pro- problems coming up. Why? Well. Give me an example, dude. I've, I've had, had I've had well, I've had two hard drives crash on me that didn't have Haven't backups. We all? Yeah, but too. I also had like early, early on. I've talked about this before. It, it hurts to bring up, but um, I was so hyped to show everyone footage that when Robbie was getting married, everyone came out for the wedding, and I brought all my hard drives with me, and then the van got robbed, and so all the stuff got robbed with the cameras and my computer, everything. Yeah, and uh, they even took like D Hart's bike and all the stuff that he had with him. Because we, me and Dehart were supposed to leave in the van, and so we had all our stuff packed, and then we were going to leave from the restaurant that we went to eat dinner with everyone. And we all came out of this really nice dinner. You know, everyone was happy. And we go to the van, and before I even opened the door, I, I could see inside the van, and I was, I was just like, they got us. Dude, and we were like what? When was they this? They got us. Um, I forget when we got married, but it was, like, it was like, it was like when small talk was being made. You remember yeah, that video? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck, man. So it's kind of 2014-ish. Yeah. So, um, and then here and there, like, I've lost uh, I've lost other clips just randomly through, like, kind of poor judgment on mm-hmm. certain things. Like, it's really hard to explain how some are, end up missing and things like that. But Yeah, sometimes, like, you don't capture the footage from the card first and then you format it by accident or... Yeah. Like, well, that, I, sim- I feel like similar, I've done it every day. A similar every thing way. happened like that where I had I had a... I think the, the HPX... Uh, went from one P2 card to the next P2 card. Mm-hmm. And um, I had looked on the card and I seen it that I didn't think, I thought everything was just on the one card. Yeah. And then the that clip happen. that got landed was Oof. on the next card. Oh, Right? Yeah. God so damn. then I'm like, I put it on the thing. I'm like, oh yeah, this is good. 
And I like kind of checked it, but didn't really. Well, I feel like it takes making those mistakes. Like the the thing that makes a pro a pro is that they've gone through all the fuck ups. Like, well, I'm, I'm proud of all the mistakes I make because I can do what I can to like avoid them yeah. in the future. You know that I hate that I have to learn things the hard way, but then yeah. I really know. And so now, like, I bought two brand new hard drives for this. Every time I put the footage on one, I back it up to another, yeah. and then periodically I. I export high reses and put them on YouTube nice. so that just I can just download yeah. them if I need to, yeah. like so it's not gone gone. Like yeah. I used to do it actually I used to do it with Vimeo now I just put it on YouTube. But yeah. um and we were just talking outside about your motto with if you don't have it with you, you'll need it. Yeah. If I don't have it with me I'll, I'll need it. That's like so constantly happens, man. Yeah. Constantly happens. And then the thing that one of the things that's the worst, and not to not to throw shade at anybody, but is tools just end up missing out of my bag mm -hmm. and I don't know. So like a spoke wrench. I'm like, yeah, you could use a spoke wrench. It's in the bottom pocket. Okay, cool. Next day, where's the spoke wrench? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I have to like check my stuff and like go back over it and like. That's it's, part of the job description, <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, you would think it made it back in the bag because I'm busy filming like next dude, next dude. Everyone's in line, they take numbers. No, not really, but it turns into that. But I, I have to say for this trip, we have a whole new setup um, or situation going on that I haven't really had before. And that is that before, if I needed a hand filming, Dak would, Dak would be my go-to. Mm -hmm. Like, it'd be me and Dak filming. But we have now brought in Miss um, Javi, who does Good Feeling, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. him. And then uh, Jeremy, who... Um, has been friends they've been friends forever and then we brought in Jeremy to work in the warehouse helping with like shipping receiving and like but pretty much anyone that works at Colt wears a ton of hats everybody yeah. does a lot of things and so that being said they have become like helpful to like I guess the media team I guess you'd call it mm -hmm. and we've never even had terms like that and we don't even really say that kind of stuff yeah, at Colt well, it's but not like a huge corporation but you know, but to, to just like kind of put it into into like a easy to talk about tech context it's like Javi comes out and shoots photos. Jeremy comes out and shoots photos. And then Jeremy shoots second angles. And then Dak will jump on um, another angle uh, if Jeremy's doing like something else. And then even now Began jumps on angles and he shoots. Um, and even on this trip, like I've handed the camera to Preston, I've handed it to like a bunch of other people and they've all been helping me get a bunch more stuff that mm -hmm. like I feel really solid about. Yeah. And what's cool is Dak is like a really good filmer. Oh, he know? taught me. Dak taught me a lot of stuff when yeah. I was when I was learning to film. That's sick. Because I I kind of like I think my I think my background is editing. Like I think that like that's how my mind works. Mm -hmm. But I needed to film to edit stuff. Yeah. So early on, like I would just go out and film, but Dak would be like, "Hold on, <laughs> you're gonna need to do this. You know, let the dude leave the frame. Keep the fish eye here. Do yes. this stuff." Hell yeah. And so then it was on me to like apply that and then just learn technique, like mm -hmm. learn to follow cam, learn to like do all this stuff. And I think, um, I think what I was like really psyched on when I was younger was like Jason Hernandez, yeah. Uh, yeah. in in skateboarding. Um, but his editing, especially in that video debacle, which yeah. wasn't a very big one, I don't think. It was a Nike video, but yeah. I don't think it was as very popular. I think, no, I think people know debacle. But that yeah. one, that one caught my eye yeah. because he told stories and like quick cuts and yep. like animated things. Like, Sound <laughs> design, dude. And yeah, yeah a, ton of, a ton of things that were like, I found really interesting. And I could say that some stuff he's done since then hasn't like hit me as hard. Yeah. But I've also realized that like, 
that's like a, almost like an overproduced kind of style. Mm-hmm. And that like there's something about underproducing stuff than like kind of letting something just breathe or like live and not being too crazy about like productions and cuts. And yeah. that, uh, But then I love kind of the, the mix of both worlds. Yeah. That's why I really enjoy making intros to videos. Mm-hmm. But then I make the parts a little more simple because I get to like go fancy with this and use like quick cuts and crashes which you do really well i'm curious where or how can we we get a little insight how you make those fucking cool cult b-roll weird intros well i have to say going it's like a signature thing with cult videos you can it is but it it isn't it isn't i wouldn't say it's me and that's what i think has changed us from uh it's later than you think till now so what we did what I did before was I was constantly creating videos and creating videos and creating videos. And I never really, um, it took making the DVD to have a concentrated like outcome mm-hmm. and like workflow kind of thing and a collaboration between Adam Roy and Robbie and all the other writers who were um, putting uh, some like opinions in and, and working with people mm-hmm. to really shape it and, and make me realize like, how a, like a cult video should be because I think that if I made a video on my own like I went out tomorrow and made a video that I wanted to make purely on my own right. it would have a different feel it would have like maybe more of a cinematic kind of touch but the cult videos have been a again a collaboration of input from people I like to sit back and listen like yeah. if people show me something I go okay I, I probably wouldn't watch that video but I see what it is you like about that. And then it's actually then made me like that, like some of these things mm-hmm. um, and some of these references. And even here, like little John is like showing me movies. I, and this is, this is what's weird is I need, to watch, I need to watch more movies. I don't yeah. watch enough movies because yeah. I'm like kind of tired of movies and I keep breaking them down. Yeah. Like I can't just watch the movie. I'm like, right. oh, that line's there to create this action. So this will work out in the movie later. And yeah. it's like, just watch the movie, man. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> and so it's really, yeah, it's really hard. And so I end up just watching comedies. Like, so that doesn't help me with cinematics. Mm-hmm. At all. If anything, it helps me with jokes and like uh, script writing, I guess, which I don't really do, but I, yeah. Have I, you? I analyze. No, but I, I, I'm t- I, I absorb it and I like take it in again. I'm just yeah. overanalyzing what I, what I see. But you feel like you could, huh? Like right. I'm very, I'm very, interested in, in creating um like a like a 10 minute short just to see Me too, if, man. just to yeah. see where just i what like, i can do with it toes in the water you know i've, I've never I, done it i feel like it'd be even easy enough to make it in around bmx yeah um, time. because like one of the things i love about bmx is the culture of it like mm-hmm. it's it is super similar to skating but it, it but it is its own its own thing we were at, at a spot time. and i was talking to robbie didge like uh, just there's always different characters at the spot and it'll be a funny short to just do like there's this guy at the spot and this guy the guy who was always laying down or the guy who was always like cheering or you know different and then yeah. just come up with whatever it is at the spot I forget what he was doing he was like picking something up at the spot and I was like there's always somebody at the spot doing that you know you're, you're talking about characters of like people who just happen to be there or like the writers themselves probably both yeah I, I can see I can see the writers, yeah. I can see it as both <clears throat> some of the things I think about is like I know this is sounds stupid, but like, I want to make like joke and funny things that never exist, like fake movie trailers. Like, imagine yeah. Dakota Rush the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It'd be it could be it could be funny, yeah. man. Yeah. It's like the struggles of finding the spot. Like you're just like <laughs> victory and like I don't know. 
it could, it could be it could be hilarious but at the same time um it's hard to it's hard to the thing that i'm trying to figure out now is how to kind of move into more of a director um approach of, mm-hmm. of things and i'm hoping that i can do some stuff with the pro cup stuff that moves into more documentary kind of stuff yeah i originally wanted to do that last year when i went on the tour with them but i was kind of just finding my place um because it is different to work for uh cult where they really like not necessarily what i say goes but like my ideas become like the direction of where we're heading and then to film a contest you're just filming what happened and then you got to put that together and yeah. put it out there but there's a story there when they go to all these stops and the people there and like all these kids who come from the regional qualifiers who come from all over the world and like um if, yeah. you, if you were to run back the whole tour it would it would tell this really cool story right and I want to, I didn't, um, I did some capturing of that, but I also had these other responsibilities. Right, yeah. So it was like, at one point I was like, I'm doing this, but it's like, we didn't ask you to do that. We want you to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I had to learn to just go, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I want you to point at the action and then put it together with a rock But it's not, it's not bad. Yeah, but, of course. But what I have it's to do, totally but I took thing. it, I took it as like, you're not, you gotta, you're not seeing it. And it's like, but we, uh, in some ways it's almost like, if they would have hired somebody else for that job and mm-hmm. then they hired me for this other thing. But I didn't necessarily propose it to them. I just, they were just like, oh, we'll put you on. And, yeah. then, um, and then I went off on my own agenda mm-hmm. and uh, it didn't quite pan out. So here's a lesson learned. But now they need videos for the Pro Cup coming up mm-hmm. and I have all this footage and I'm like... What kind of footage? Like interview stuff or just... No, that's the, that's the thing that I've that I've messed up on yeah. the most was I didn't get enough talking, yeah. but I do have ton, tons of B-roll. Yeah. But my my envision was to put the whole thing, the whole tour into one video. But now they're like, well, can you make a videos from each? But thinking about it as a series, I'm going into this year going like, okay, I could kind of make a series from last year, but I could really make a series this year. Um, for instance, in Mexico City, the water level was like higher than the skate park. So this fountain is coming up through the bottom of the skate park. They'd have to jump in the bowl and like clean it out and like get rid of the water. So I got in there and shot like slow motion of the water, literally like a fountain. It yeah. looked, it should have been, it might as well have been Swamp Fest. Yeah. Like, it's just like, <laughs> it's just like really crazy. And then like the crowd is insane and like, yeah, there's seems, like so much going cool. on. That like I shot all this stuff behind the scenes and I never used it. Yeah, um, all the people see is just the actual tricks that happen at the skate park and maybe some cutaways to the crowd. But like, there's a cool yeah, story. There, of, I didn't know the a water little, level was like. There's a little bit more to the adventure. The crowd, and, like maybe there's somebody in the crowd who like took a really long trip to get there and just all there's. I feel like there's yeah, hundreds of stories. That's that you could that's what I mean. Like I can't like that's what's hard. Like I think with um, some of the corporate companies is like, is I'm like. I'm going to go in here and I'm going to find something and I'm going to make something out of this. Yeah. They're like, well, what are you going to make beforehand? Right, yeah. And, and I'm like, requires tons I'm like of hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. I don't know, but I know there's something. Yeah. And that's where like the documentary side of, that I really enjoy doing, which when I, I used to work at Fox and I got to do more of that kind of stuff where it was just like, we're going to go to this place to shoot your thing. And like, and I'd come home and work with um, this dude, Ryan Marcus, who was like my mentor on the filming and editing side. Like, mm-hmm. When I started working there, I knew almost nothing, and I faked my way through. I was YouTubing everything they asked me to yeah, do. Yeah, hell yeah. 
And that's um, what's up, dude. I got a job at Fox. Can you do this? Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. And I had another friend, and I literally would be like, "What does this email say?" And he's like, "Those are just fancy words for this and this and this." And I was like, "Okay, cool." And then, uh, and then this dude who worked there, it was me and him. He, we worked in the office, and they brought in this the Ryan Mark, this dude Ryan Marcus, who I later found out was like somebody who I'd been watching his videos and not knowing my like for a long time really? so he worked at dvs and he did a ton of oh, cool okay. stuff with daylon song and like um other people so like some of the like more fancy cinematic stuff like, i don't remember what it's called but they, they did stuff where they just put the light and they had silhouette shots of mm -hmm. like him riding stuff like oh i loved all that kind of stuff yeah. like that's where it was like that's what i was into at that time and that's kind of what i go into when i'm saying like if i were to make something it might have a different feel than the cult video yeah because i that's like kind of what hooked me when I was younger and like I really enjoy that stuff. Um, I mean, obviously I grew up on like BMX videos. Four yeah. is probably my favorite BMX video. Um, and Dead Sailor was my first BMX video that nice. I probably wore the tape out on that thing. Hell yeah, that's um, super OG. I, wa I watched that a lot. Yeah. And then four was like the next, the next like hooked video. Mm -hmm. And there were tons of videos in between, but those ones stand out to me. And now you've created some that kids well, that's their first. That's their forward, you know? Like, how many well, have you I, made now? Well, how many DVDs have you made? DVDs. Obviously, like, web videos count, too, but, like, how many full-length Well, it's, it's later than you think probably the, the best one. I made. Yeah. That's the newest one and mm -hmm. the best one. Um, before that, it was just small talk. But Talk is Cheap and uh, Let Em Talk were Navaz made yeah. um, when Colt just started. Yeah. So, And um, I find it, I find that to be, like, um, I don't know. It's one of these things that like they were they were made like so long ago and they resonate so hard and they still probably like even kind of carry the brand mm -hmm. in a way. Um, but you have to like kn you have to like know your place and like I was filming at the time but never did I feel like why am I not making these videos because I'm learning. I literally was learning so much at that time. Mm -hmm. So then, even when those videos come out, I'm like studying the cult videos. But people, people think that I made those videos like early on, just because I'm with cult now and I'm making these videos. Yeah, yeah. So I like to like put that in perspective. That yeah, like I was just learning how to film, and the Vaz made that stuff, and he's a master his craft. Yeah, he knows exactly what he's doing, and he made he puts the feel that like everyone would love to. Everyone would love yeah. to have that Navaz touch on their yeah. videos. Like, what's your favorite Navaz video? So, uh, I mean, Left Right, I guess. Yeah, is I was like, about to say it, the same is, shit. Yeah. Is really really good. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, but I mean, I've, almost anything he's done was has been amazing. So yeah, he's a huge influence on filming, and then I'll probably Skirbo before him kind of deal. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? But OG OGs, man. Yeah. And just like. A head ass dude. He just knows his camera shit. He's obsessed with it. Like yeah. he is the epitome of like the video guy. You mm -hmm. know, it's pretty crazy. Um, let's fucking talk about like. I guess like, you mentioned that you worked at Fox, which is super fucking interesting. Like, how did you end up working? Like, what's your path to the path to Fox? The path to Fox. The path to Cult. Like, how did you? What was the first? You made the Yon BMX DVD, and yeah, that was the, the Yon DVD was. Um, you know what? Here's what I want to do. We okay. we met in like 2000, 
eight or nine when Something I, like when that. I went out and stayed with Nitschke mm-hmm. and hung out with Dave Escobar and then I and we, we rode a parking structure. Yeah, like we rode a parking lot. But it was my favorite parking lot. So. Yeah. And then what were you doing then? Were you filming the Yan video? Dude, I I couldn't say what. What I think I was probably filming the Yan video. So, what I how I felt was. Let's see how does how does this stuff roll out. That's so nuts. I've known you for more than a decade. Well, <laughs> That's weird. I never thought about it like yeah. that. I don't like. There's a lot of numbers in there. <laughs> um, there's a lot of numbers in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as far as like, I think. Let's see, I don't know what's going. On. I'm pretty sure this is how it goes at that time frame. Um, I do. My stomach is rumbling. <laughs> I don't got know if you're hearing that. Bro. Um, let's see. Let's rewind it back. I was making. Here's what. Here's how I know thing. How it went down. Like how, how I can remember it. Is. I got hurt. I tore, tore my ACL. I stopped riding bikes. When. I can't remember years, man. It's okay. a long time yeah, yeah. ago. Before but this is before I met you. This is before I met you. Um, so stopped riding and just kind of, I guess I didn't care that much. I think I started playing music. I had a, I had a band or something at the time. Sick. And so it was like, all right, this is what I'm doing. And then I think the band stopped and, uh, and then I was just like, literally like, where are my friends at? Like, wait, what's going on? Yeah. Like, I'm, I was like, I'll just go to the skate park. I'm going to go. Like, I haven't seen these people in so long. I'm going to go down to Fort Wichita skate park, you know, my local stomping grounds and Hang out with everyone, you know, because mm-hmm. um, I, I would hang, I would try to hang out with them outside of riding, and then, uh, but I feel like at that time, like I, I really just rode with people, yeah. and then when the riding was done, I didn't, we didn't hang out. Yeah. So then I was just like, oh, I'll try and hang out with them, and then I was just like, oh, I'll go to the park. Then it turned into like, well, why don't I get a camera? Because my friend had one and he wanted to get rid of it, so I bought it off of him, a little tiny little whatever. Yeah. I started making random videos. Probably put them on MySpace or something. This is how that's yeah. how this is how long ago oh, to set to set the tone. Um, all right. Would you well, like a sparkling water? I don't know. It's probably gonna interrupt me. <laughs> Keep going. All right. Anyways. Hmm. Strawberry. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways. So, where were we? You bought the shitty oh, yeah, camera. I bought, I bought the shitty. I bought the shitty again. camera. Hanging out with my friends, and then uh, my buddy Anthony, uh, he had like. A nice camera and he had this idea to make a video and I was working at a bike shop and he wanted to he wanted to go in and like build up his bike and then take it to the skate park and he's like just film me and it's like I see you make these videos with that but just make it with this camera so I made it with that one and like we made it for like the bike shop to be an advertisement for like fit completes even though it was on his own bike yeah um, it was like it wasn't really complete but it was just for the bike shop right but Robbie saw it and then he's like, hey, man, that video was sick. And then there was, like, nothing. And then um, Befolichin was a spot that he would go to constantly. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit before he started filming for Stay Fit, um, the dude who owned the bike shop, his name is Mike, and he really liked the video I made and was like, dude, I'll just get a camera and you'll make videos for the bike shop. No shit. And I was like, okay, let's go. And so... It was weird. He got like a recommendation from somebody and then bought like this camera. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is like the, the turn of HD the yeah. X. What did he get? So, oh, if I can remember, it was a Canon XHA1. It's a tape HD camera. Oh, shit. But so the other thing I was shooting on was the Sony 
FX1, I think is what it's called. And okay. that was also a tape HD camera. Interesting. So that was what was going on. And then like uh, Glenn Mulligan mm -hmm. had that camera. So then I was like, all right, he has it, I'll have it. And, uh, but he shortly after that got rid of it because I think he moved on. But um, I don't blame him. <clears throat> I told you I couldn't drink this stuff. It was make me <laughs> oh, yeah, you got bubbles. It's going to make me burpy. Um, anyways, so moving on, uh, I have the camera, and then I probably made something else. And then I think I started was like, all right, if I'm going to make uh, BMX, if I want to make BMX videos, you have to make your own video like mm -hmm. you have to make a dvd you gotta get your boys and you just gotta make a dvd and you have to go through that That's process you have to, like every it seemed like everyone did it and so i didn't think of it as a i'm gonna make something for the masses i thought i just need to do it to do it for the the project and at the time i started writing with is and andrew cass and mm -hmm. joe molina and these these other uh dave escobar oh yeah and so we started um even pat casey at the wild. time, yeah. <laughs> he grew up. He grew up in our town, and I thought that it would be cool to like. He was just like doing his thing and like the park style stuff, yeah. and he was like, I felt like he was like kind of pushing it. And we hung out with him from time to time, and it was like, just be in the video. It'll be like a weird one off with the ramp rider dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. and so we brought him to street spots stuff like that. It was cool, but um, it's rad when we see each other now, like on the pro cups and stuff. Yeah. We was yeah. like, remember back in the day, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's sick. I like it. But um, what was I gonna say? How did that go? Like, how did that go? The the whole Yon project. How long did it take? Did you guys? You, I remember you did a premiere. I think well, the, that was the, at pre the premiere. The premiere was weird. The premiere. It was the after premiere was a cup, right? But yeah, be, it was one of these times when I think the DVD was dying, yeah. and no one had anything to premiere, and I just got a random call. I was like, "Oh, we heard you had a video coming out." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, uh, I do." And then and you got the sickest venue, right? Huh? I remember it being dope. Well, we played it there, and yeah. I don't really remember it there. But <laughs> and then we played it at, like where Stolen was down the street from me, like mm -hmm. when I lived in La Habra, um, and they had the ramps. And I think Colt was just getting started, and they just had like one where like one warehouse. Yeah. So like in today's days, like anything I do would be done through them. Right. But uh, I think Wooten offered. He was like, "Hey, if you want to play this thing here, like we have the ramps, we'll do it." And I was like. Dang, all right, that's easy. That's so tough. we did it there real quick, and that was rad. I definitely appreciate it. All right, so real like, quick question. Would you premiere, or like for premieres, which would you prefer? Like a ramps warehouse type deal where it's like kind of informal and it's like projected on the white cloth on the wall or a movie theater, or where would you, where's your ideal premiere right now? Like where, where's the premiere for ah. this knock them down video? That's what it's called, right? Well, we're doing Swamp Fest premiere, but we're tagging, oh, yeah. we're ta okay. we're kind of tagging on. Fast and Loose is premiering at Swamp Fest. Dope. And then I called Trey, and I was like, or I hit him up, and I'm like, any chance we could do it the night after? Or is that like too much work? And he's like, hold on, let me think. And he's like, let's just run them both the same night. You guys, and then uh, Fast and Loose will be like the headliner. Sick. And I was like, sounds good to me. If you're down, like, and then I talked to Corey, and Corey's like, all right. And then we're just fucking doing it. So it's so crazy. Two full videos are being made in this house right here. <laughs> it, so is kinda, it is kind of wild. It, it, it took me a while to realize that. Like, he's, like, working on this video that they've been working on for, like, three years. Yeah. We're filming for another video that he's in at the yep. same time. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Really doing it. And then and Watts is coming here, too. He's going to pick up some clips right at the end. So we have, like, um, both of those guys going to be in this, in this next one. So... 
Swamp Fest is your answer. You prefer to... No, no, no. Well, okay. Premiere at Swamp Fest. Yes, actually. (laughs) Yes, actually. And And so the answer is, I'd prefer to hold an event where people who ride can come ride, have a good time, and then watch a video. Yeah. Uh, movie theater is great, but my personal preference is a more of a community aspect, and we've mm-hmm. always done something like that for Colt. And we have sound system, we have a projector, we have a screen, we have yeah. all the stuff to do a premiere. The whole vibe. And, um, and I don't know, I feel like people kind of seem like a little more at home, uh, or just like, like I said, like you show up and... Like most most of the time, it's just going to be kids riding. Yeah. But they love it. Like it's yeah. rad. And then some. You know, most of the time, if you look at like older videos on a YouTube channel, like I filmed all those events and I put like a bunch of the homies in there and yeah. like you know kind of create some stuff. And yeah. we've done we've done premieres for the trip and we've done like uh, other other stuff just yeah. to like do it because like we also have the clubhouse, which is literally a bike shop. Um, we sell like a bunch of other brands and. Uh, I don't know. It seems like within the area of Santa Ana, like Epic is is a little ways away, but they're like the next like main core shop. Yeah. And sorry to any other shops I'm like leaving <laughs> yeah, out yeah, of, yeah. The, of the scene, but like in the Santa Ana area, it's like we do get a lot of kids that just like ride over and and pick stuff up, and we're able to sell like Fiend and Animal and like Merit and like a bunch of other brands. Um, Which is super dumb. Okay. Through it, and like we even do like one like sometimes what we'll do is like peep game orders and like random. Random stuff, or people will just hit up Robbie and he'll make a purchase and buy some stuff and put it there. We, we sell dig and other things out of it, so, yeah, so it's a, it's a really cool like little extension. I I would hope to see that turn into like remote shops somewhere, but mm-hmm. that's like an undergoing that I don't think we've ever really gotten to yet because, um, you know, at the moment we're just we're working on. Uh, the efficiency of the brand, I guess. Yeah. In well, a way, I think it's interesting. The, like, the modern so. modern day brands and BMX and the value of like a brick and mortar shop versus everything's online nowadays. And yeah. it's like the digital digitalization versus like really how important is it to have a hub for like cold clubhouse yeah. to, for people to come out and enjoy yep. the local scene. But we were we premiered Yawn. Now what? Now what's the next step? What happened after that? After Yawn? Yeah. Ooh, it gets kind of weird. <laughs> it gets weird to the, um, this, like, right before Colt started, I was doing stuff at Fit for the Stay Fit video. But I was literally, I've, I've come up through web videos. Like, that's hands down how it's happened. Yeah. Because there was a need for these, well, not a need, but they wanted these behind-the-scenes videos. So essentially a bunch of web videos that I'm going to put up. Mm-hmm. And, um... I remember, like, the whole process behind it was, like, a little up and down. Like, people didn't understand it. They weren't getting behind it. Like, it's it was just a crazy video to make at that time. And then, like, Stay right, yeah, right before it came out, Colt just started because things weren't going well. And so they just went and did their own thing. And um, so I guess... What happened was, I was trying to get to this when I was talking about the bike shop stuff. Yeah. Is that I was working at the bike shop, making those videos, and then I think Dak just got his frame. So Robbie was like, oh, can you come film a bike check with Dak and Fullerton? So I filmed this bike check with him. Mm-hmm. And then, then then I got a call. I was like, all right, just come do some stuff like that for the Stay Fit video. And so they had me like try to make a video like every week leading up to the video coming out. And... Um, 
and then like again shortly after that Colt started and then I just started working with like a bunch of the AM writers while Navaz worked with the pro dudes mm -hmm. on creating Let Them Talk and Talk Is Cheap and those videos yeah. and I just kind of handled like a bunch of other random things and at that time again I was just learning I was still working at a bike shop um, but oh and also Robbie plugged me into a couple a uh, couple Fox jobs so um, there were different people always kind of coming through whoever was like um, available and then eventually I was all right enough to go do the Fox thing yeah so, so how does that work? How did uh, like how does Robbie has his hand in all the pots? But what's the? I'm sure. Well, at, the, at that time, at that time, he was a team manager. So team manager for the, Fox. He was a team manager for DMX. the DMX yeah. DMX at Fox, and um, the the the, I feel like I did one little like clothing shoot thing for him, and then they were doing a tour. It was like called the Golden State of Mind tour or something, and they were ju we were just driving up the coast like San Fran and back or something like that. Sick. And um, so they have a big rig, and then they brought out like. <laughs> Anyways, they had a, they have a bit they had a big RV, and they brought out like Sexton Hawk. Um, Damn the OG Fox team. Dude, I think Dr was there. Like, yeah. Um, what about Scotty? Scotty was there. Yeah. He, oh, we filmed some some crazy stuff on that. Of course. On that dude. trip, uh, he did some crazy stuff at the Vans Park that we still ride. And like, if I look at it, I'm like, why'd you how'd you do that? Yeah. But anyways. Um, yeah. I think I might remember. Are you talking about like from the little mini ramp up to the top? Like Scotty. What did, he like, did was Manny Whip or some shit. What did he do? I can't quite remember that. But there's that mini ramp, and there's a railing, and there's a pathway that's like slightly taller at one part. He like over double pegs the rail and then drops into the mini ramp, and it stories up, he's, man. He's it's nutty. Yeah. yeah. Over double peg. Yeah. <laughs> he just pulls that out like yeah. no one else. No yeah. like hardcore street dude is looking at over double pegging that rail. No way. And he's just like, oh, I'll do over double peg, and then I'll drop into this ramp. And yeah, he always had amazing stuff. Um, but anyways, so I got on that trip, and I did that video. And then they asked me to do something else. And then I was working I was working at the bike shop still, and I was like kind of thinking like, man, if I could do more of this Fox stuff, it would be dope. Maybe I should just branch out. So I said to the owner I'm like, of the bike shop, I'm like, look it, I got to go. And he's like, yeah, you said that before. I'm like, no, this time I'm out. And so then I was finishing up the Fox job and I went to um, the office to drop off the hard drive. And I was like, hey, I just quit my job. So I'm like totally free to do whatever. And the lady who was working there at the time, she was like managing media stuff. She was, was like, her name? Mindy? I don't remember her last I remember name. some lady at Fox that I can't. <clears throat> Anyways, sorry, go on. Anyways, she um, she was like, oh, well, we could use you for three days next, next week. Can you come in? I was like, yeah, I can come in. So then I went in and I worked with this other dude. Um, his name was Fom. And uh, it was me and him working in there. And this dude like was a wizard on the like After Effects and all this stuff. Sick. And I'm just sitting there going, uh, is this good? Yeah. But at the time, they constantly wanted like highlight reels mm -hmm. and like all this like kind of strange OD like -na 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 -na, yeah. like music. It's Fox, you know. Yeah. And so uh, so they were they were uh, having me do that. And then, like, what would happen is I'd be there on a day rate, and I'd like, she'd be like, okay, you just need to show me the video at the end of the day. And then I'd get to the end of the day, and she's like, I don't have time to look at it. Can you just come in tomorrow? And then I'd come in tomorrow, and then, like, not work on it yeah. because she's still not seeing it. And I'm like, well, what would I do? And the other dude would, like, have me help him do something. And he seemed like he was, he was there before me, and he seemed like he was, the, like, my boss in a way. Like, yeah. I go to him for the questions, he knows what they want. 
but he's helping me with titles and stuff. I don't even know how to do that stuff yet. Yeah. And so um, I pretty much don't leave. It's like they need something all the time. Mm-hmm. And so now it's me and him are sitting in this like little room just working on these videos um, day after day after day. And he has other jobs. He work, he Like I see him now, he's like full on directing like short films and like looks like he's working with like big people. Doing and I'm shit. like, yeah. dang, dude, that's sick. Um, but I mean, I, I went the lane I wanted to too. So everything's like working out, but it's, it's cool. when I see him on Instagram. I'm like, what? Damn, what are you working with? Like, I don't know. Anyways, um, point being, when they brought in this dude, Ryan Marcus, I just see this like, like the end of my time there. I'm like, oh man, all right, it's fun. Gonna go, they're gonna be best buds. They're gonna, they're gonna love After Effects together. They're gonna be <laughs> like the best dudes. And what's funny is they brought me in. I actually didn't work there for like maybe a week. And then they like brought me in and they're doing sales meeting. When sales meeting happens, all hands on deck. We're working there till midnight. We're like doing all this stuff to get ready for these sales meetings. And um, they own this other company called Shift. And Shift uh, was doing a presentation. And their presentation had these like joke videos that were shot on iPhones. And like the people who shot them were just the employees, like the people working there shooting on their iPhone. And then they had this thing where they wanted it to look like he got ran over by the Shift bus. So they like did the shot. And then like he stepped out and then they had the bus come. But this is all shot on like an iPhone, yeah. right? And so this is what I'm editing in this separate room. I haven't ever even really got to talk to him. Like the boss, like I'm literally sweating this dude the whole time. I'm not even around him. I'm like, oh, I have to make these these iPhone videos. And we're not talking iPhone 11. We're talking yeah. like mad old iPhones. Yeah. And, uh, and so like I'm making the video and then he comes down the hallway and I'm like, don't watch my stuff you can't watch my stuff this is is my last day here it's done (laughs) this is all done and he like stands over my shoulder and says let me see what you're working on and he sees me make the cut of the like boom the swipe and the it hits the dude and and he's like he's like oh okay okay." and then like a couple days go by and I think he's like yeah come back in and then the next thing I know like the farm dude's out I'm in I'm like huh I'm like wait what yeah he's like oh no i I like like your pacing, and I could tell like how you put it together. I used a lot of thought into it and all that stuff. And I was like, on the iPhone videos, <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, I, I know. I, if I had to do that stuff, I'd probably do it a similar way. So nice. I was like, okay. And then we proceeded to just click, and he just started to like teach me a ton of things, just yeah. like a ton. And then I'd be like, I always like this video. He goes, I made that. I made that video. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but this video's sick. And he's like. Oh, me, I helped make that one. Or like, I did the graphics for that video. Or there's, After Effects is his specialty. Sick, he's, a wiz- he's a wizard on that stuff. And it's um, a whole fucking world. I don't man. do it. I don't even touch it. Yeah. I, I ramp slow-mo in there and I exit. Yeah. Like, that's it. That's I, don't, I don't like using it. I'm very confused. And I've, I've stunted my growth by not using it. Like, I need to get in there yeah. and make things happen. But... Literally scared of the project. Nothing works when I try and do anything. Yeah, it done. Nothing works. So, but that's well. How long? How long were you at Fox? And what did that job kind of look like? Are you? I was, at, like, I was so, at Fox for like five years. That's wild. Yeah. What does it look like to be? What was your title? Video producer at Fox. Uh, a, like assistant, assistant videographer editor? and editor. Yeah. Nice. So what does that yeah. look like? You get well. Here's here's what here's what, here's what it here's what it actually looks like. It looks like school. Yeah, <laughs> it looks yeah. like school, and I told that to my, I told that to uh, that 
told it to him when I was leaving. And I was like, yeah, no, I feel like I'm kind of graduating and going yeah. off. And he's, he gave me this like look of like, oh, do you think so? And uh, now I have to preface the phone calls. All right, this is a good phone call, not a bad phone call, <laughs> because <laughs> he's still there to help me uh, when I have an issue. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's like, what now? And it's yeah. like, okay. And, it's, <laughs> and he doesn't, he almost doesn't want to help me because I gave him that remark yeah. of like, I'm Good, out. I'm and it's like, yeah. I'm on, you're on your own, huh? <laughs> you're on your own now. And it's like, okay, I might have been a little early on that. Yeah. I do, I do definitely feel that at this moment, um, I've been, I can, I can like walk on my own a bit more. Mm -hmm. But uh, it wasn't up until like two years ago that I felt like a little more confident in what I'm doing and stuff yeah. like that. But, um, well, I'll have you know that the world loves your videos, Beach. It's pretty, well, pretty thank cool. You. Yeah. Well, again, the stuff that I think people have fallen in love with recently is a collaboration of a lot of people's yeah, work. So, but, yeah. it, but it's important. It's like if I don't fall back in some ways, right, and like hear, listen to people and absorb this stuff, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't, make, the, own, I wouldn't yeah. make those yeah. other videos. So um, I, do, I do enjoy... That I'll make a video that somebody would be psyched to ride after they watch it because mm -hmm. that was what every video did for me when I was a kid and I wanted that I don't have really any other desire yeah. I don't care if people know I made something or care about really any of that stuff I never even like put my name in the videos like I don't care about that stuff yeah. I just care that when they watched it they were they were excited and I want that for everything I do and that sometimes is where it's hard like if I do a Vans highlight reel video I want to sit there and make it have some kind of I want to ride impact when it's like it's just going to be a highlight video. Yeah. You're going to have to just make it the best you can. Yeah, it's going to have to be detach. out tomorrow. You're going to you just got to go and I miss I that's what the thing I've been able to work on lately is kind of like making my decisions faster. And like working out a edit quicker when I need to. Yeah, and, the balance a, between like business video editing and then passionate. Video. Even but even even the passionate videos, I've I can't keep missing deadlines on them. If we right. want to put them out by a certain time, I have to have them solid. And sometimes I'm sometimes I'm still editing them up till the night before. Like the yeah. last the vegan video that came out. Yeah, he saw a rough draft and was like, ah. Uh, I think we need to change the song. I think we need other stuff. And I was like, no, no. The reason you don't like it is because it's not right. I know how it needs to be. I just wanted to give you a taste of it, and it's not right. And that was a bad idea because now he wasn't happy, and I wasn't happy. I didn't like how it was. And it was like, I was like, no, no, no. There's, I know what it's going to do. And so then I just sat there and like figured out, like, I had, you know about phase when you're recording? Like, like if you put two microphones and you're recording a drum set and you put them in the wrong wrong way they create a phase and if those if those waves go are out of phase it almost makes no sound it literally starts to cancel out and um there was a problem with um vegan's video where he was like that song sounds slow and i was like no it's perfect i just something's not in phase it's just the footage is making it feel slow because i put the wrong clips in the wrong order at the wrong tempo in the wrong time and I knew I knew I had to unlock it. Sometimes I look at it as like a Rubik's, a Rubik's yeah, cube, and I'm like, I have almost all the colors in line, yeah. almost all of them. And then sometimes it just goes, and I go, there they are, yeah. I got them. And um, do you ever get goosebumps when you're editing? No, I don't get I don't get goosebumps. 
What, so one of the things, oh, hold on, let me finish my Sorry, point. Yeah. Let me finish my point and we'll go back to the emotions because yeah, yeah, yeah. the emotions are a roller coaster and I don't want to get too deep about it. But um, but per se with, with Beganstein, this is down to like the deadlines. I wish that I could have just went and fixed it the way it was because you know what happened? The first draft of the video, one no one ever saw, was more in line than the version I sent out to him and Robbie to see because I thought like, Oh, the, the first pass, that can't be that good. The second pass is the one that's going to be good. Mm-hmm. And then I send it out. And then I was working on the second pass, second pass, second pass. And then I was like, let me look at the first one again. And I'm like, I just need to rearrange a couple things, tighten this up, do some colors and sound mixing, and we'd actually be done. And then, of course, I sat there for a long time working on all of it, like over-obsessing on it. But point being, I probably, I think I put that online at like 4 in the morning, uh, or even later, like at six in the morning, trying to go up because we try to launch around seven or eight in the morning. Yeah. Um, but like, the video should have been done and put the rest and whatever. But I just like work on them like way too long, yeah, way sometimes. way too far to the end. And so I need to work on that because I need a peace of mind. Um, there is a thing called over editing and just overlooking at it. Like yeah. For sure. But again, it was I did over edit, and when I look back at the first draft, the first draft was more on point than the than the one that I thought I was editing. Which and so when I went back, yeah, and it's like, it kind of comes down to just like kind of relying on instinct. Mm-hmm. It's like my instinct to put it the way I did and then just kind of fine tune it and mm-hmm. not like go, well, if it's the first draft, then that's just like a test and the second draft will be the one and it, it wasn't that way. Yeah. So I have to just learn. Editing is constantly decision making. You're just constantly making decisions. Yeah. Like this, that, 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 find that, 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 where is this? It's like constantly making Sometimes decisions. Sometimes I feel like I just, yet sometimes I'm so wrapped up in like, oh, it has to be good that it's hard to even like sit down and start. And then you just have to like, all right, shut up. Lately, lately I've been on a ton of like, um, not like motivational speakers, but like people who, who talk about getting through the creative process about like how you have to get something on the page or I have to get like something going. Mm -hmm. And what I've realized is as an editor, you need something to edit. Just having all the clips isn't something to edit. You still have a blank. Can- it's like it's like all the paint is sitting on the palette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like here's all the clips, uh, red and blue and green and all the colors. And there's the there's the thing. But until I throw them on there, and then I don't have something to edit. Like I have to, I have to put some things in the timeline. Yeah. And watch it and go. That's terrible. Why would I do that? I need to do this to here. Yeah. Now I have something to edit. So, but it takes me, I want to put, when I put it on, I'm thinking, when I put it here, it's here forever. <laughs> but it's yeah. not, man. Yeah. You can just move it and you can so, change it. And you, like, it's hard your, to get through that. What is your, you know, process? What's the order of operations? Like, for me, it's music and then clips. Is that the same for you? Do you find nope. a song? What's your process? So, um, my process, for the most part, goes like this. Film, <laughs> filming, right? Got the filming done. Typically, somebody might suggest a song in the meantime, mm-hmm. like randomly with Began's video. I, know I keep bringing it up, but with Began's video, there was somehow he showed me that song, and then a week later or a month later or something, I like pull it up. I put the song on for him. I was like, I was like, yep. He, I put the song on, just put it on, and he's like, oh, you like this one? Like I showed it to you last week, and I was like, no, you didn't. I just found it the other night. And it was weird that it came that it came like that, like. What? Heaven's Gate. The that one. Yeah. 
Yeah. Let's have a sample of the song because I that's hard for me to remember what it was. Well, it won't load, of course. <laughs> um, All right, so continue. Sorry, process. But anyways, so he he's like, I put the song on. We're just driving around because I was like, oh, I want to show Big in this song, and he's like, I showed you that song, and I was like, no, you didn't. I just saw it the other night. Like I just found this the other night. He's like, no, I I show you the song. So then we never even talked about it. I love that song. Yeah. We never even talked about it being in the one for the video until like a couple, like right when I was starting to edit. I was like, what about that one? And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, we need to use some different ones by him. I need a different one. I was like, no, nah, that's the one. That's the one. And again, I showed him the process. But I showed him the video and he didn't like it in the beginning because he didn't think the song was right. And then again, I used the phase analogy because I've had the thing out of phase and then I put the thing in phase and he's like, did you speed the song up or something? It's faster now. I was yeah. like, no, it's just out of phase. Yeah. And that's so hard to explain. But anyways, we'll move past. I already explained all that. But here's how here's how I do things now. It's kind of actually how I've always done it. I go through the footage and I create what I call the buffet. And the buffet, I think we talked about this. Did we talk about this over maybe. the uh, over DMs one day or something? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, but this is how I see it. The buffet isn't like the buffet that's like your plate of food. The buffet is like the buffet where you're going to go get the food. Right. Right? Um, you know, traditional Vegas uh, buffet, right? You got every, you got all everything right there. A whole, all these different places, like, yeah. you know, you all these different the varieties. Yep. So I got to go through and create those dishes. So I'm like picking all the things, B-rolls, all this stuff, and I organize that stuff out. And then I start to like prioritize clips. And I use a system I, I call uh, nickels, dimes, and quarters. And, um, and I, what I like about that is I take things that kind of like give you a feeling like, oh, that clip was kind of gnar, that clip was kind of gnar. And a couple clips ago, oh, that was cool, that was cool. And I put a few little guys together because once you put a couple nickels and dimes together, you end up getting a quarter, mm -hmm. right? So I sporadically put them out. I put a couple quarters in the front, some nickels and dimes, another quarter, nickels and dimes. And I like figure out a rhythm and I figure out the clip going this way, clip going that way. All right, we've a couple hangers that are in this clip. Let me spread these out. Like I figure out like a balance kind of. Mm -hmm. And then what I do is I, I call it, I just call it like getting to know the footage. I like get it to the point where I'm like, all right, this is all the stuff that'll probably be in the video. These are some of the B-roll shots I really like. And then I try and find a song. And then like lately with the cult videos, we've been working on these like longer pieces that are like 10 or all the way up to like 20 minutes. Yeah. And so those are, I create a soundtrack. And what I'll do is I'll find everything from the intro sound to the songs I like, to the song that I want to use at the end. And then I, uh, a lot of times I edit the middles of the songs out because the verses repeat and right. yeah, yeah. it just drags on. Big time. You just want to hear that song, and then I want to change the pace up. Mm -hmm. So then I'll cut them down. I'll just That's cut them down in Premiere, export an MP3, throw that on my phone, drive around, listen to the soundtrack. No shit. So then I listen to the soundtrack, and like I listen to the soundtrack throughout the day. I listen to the soundtrack at night. I listen to the soundtrack so all the That's time. Awesome. And then I take the footage that I remember, and I just start letting things play through my head. So I'm like listening to the song, but then I'm also seeing the Gap to Smith, and I'm like also seeing a b-roll shot or a crash shot i'm also seeing like other things and so that's i make mental notes and then i go in and i start laying things into the uh where i kind of think they are and i call them like known like they're they're known like okay i don't know where this other stuff's gonna go 
but I do know where this is gonna go. Mm -hmm. I do know where that's gonna go. And I do know this is gonna be the ender, and I do know I want this to be the opener. Yep. So a lot of times I'll kind of lay those kind of things out and I have a ton of holes in the middle. Yep. And then I go, all right, let me work backwards. I'll go from the ender, and I know what I kind of want to lead in, and I'll lead in from there, and I'll lead in there. Now I have five clips at the end. All right, cool. I'm gonna throw this song, this other clip where the song does this kind of weird thing and the clip kind of does this weird thing. Like I hang her 180 and the song kind of has a rip in it. Yeah. Like, okay, let's put this here. Dang, that worked out. Then you start to get these holes where you just like throw things yep. and then things that you didn't even predict happening happen. Yep. And you're like, all right, that works there. And then, then I start to like go through and work on the actual timing of everything and like start to put it all together. That's dope. And, uh, but that's like pretty much the overall yeah. the overall process and, and so then like titles and stuff is all done last like yeah. I don't I think about where they're going to go how they're going to be but I don't like put them in till um, the very end and now I'll be working with like Javi a little bit more on getting the titles done um, some of the trailers and stuff that have come out for the uh, Knock Em Down Phoenix yeah. thing have been um, has stuff he's working on while he's back at Colt so when we when I get back, I'm gonna just like lay out all my footage, and he's gonna lay out everything that he has, and we're gonna start to like so he's piece doing this thing like together. motion graphics and titles and in his way, in his own way, like he's the all those, a lot of those crazy cuts, like artwork, like drawn artwork, and some of the animation stuff um, from yeah, from like it's later than you think, right. and some of the videos from last year were Adam, um, and what we're gonna do this year is work. Um, with a lot of those weird insert things that that Javi does for good feeling is um, kind of been adapted into uh, cult videos Sick. and so Adam's still doing like artwork a lot of frame frame designs t-shirts um, there's so much that's being done on that end that it's easier for me and Javi to work together in the office and create these things and if we need something for Adam we'll, so we'll get dumb, something from man. Adam but like there's so much just to get the other stuff done for Adam too that it's kind of made it easier to like get all the shirts and all the other graphics and all the stuff that go on like all the, um, cause we make like tons of like almost like collector kind of little items, yeah. shot glasses and pins and all these other things. So there's like tons of art being made all the time. Yeah. But animation takes a long time. And the way that Hobby's doing the animation is like kind of my favorite way is like super bootleg. Yeah. Like, it's just like making it super bootleg, but that feel as to me has a really cult feel to it. So when so I see him, when like I see him, shit. when I see him do it, and Adam doesn't, Adam, when I say like bootleg, I'm not saying that Adam does polished stuff either because Adam right, has yeah. a really, you know, like DIY tone to it too. But um, he will, you know, like in the animation that opens up, it's later than you think. That takes a long time yeah, to, to drawing, create all that frame, stuff down. Right? You know, mm -hmm. Yeah, he's drawing every frame, animating them all, and like, that's like, it's, it's hard. It's not easy yeah. to make all that stuff. It's but tedious. what I'm hoping is that as as we pr progress with this stuff, that it all kind of merges back. So this is just like steps. I feel like yeah. to us getting to kind of a growth part. But it's so dope that you have like the team going. That's this is and that's it's pretty new. Two like, is better than one. It was just it was just me. And it's more. It's it's like five. Yeah. You know, me, Javi, Jeremy, Robbie, Adam. Yeah. We all like That's work funny. together, and I listen to these dudes. Yeah. I listen to their songs they want. I listen to recommendations. We watch videos, and people are like, "I like this. I like that." And they're like, "Remember this stuff back in the day?" And again, it's I don't want to rip anything off. I don't want to be like, "We'll do what they did," but it's like, yeah, oh, that feeling that. you got exactly. from that, yeah. we can 
I see I see how we can make something yeah, feel yeah. give you that a feeling like like that. That's so um who's got the best music taste on the team? The best everybody music has taste. different music, so there's no best, but there's no best. Robbie Robbie throws his throws in good a lot of good stuff. Like a lot of a lot of stuff that um what Robbie does well is he gives me a really good variety of things. So someone else says, I have this song, and I'm like, oh, that song is awesome. But we need to move it to like another. We need Genre. to move it to like another video. Like it might not be okay. good for this video. Um, but Robbie is like, here's ten songs, and I'm like, wow, three of those songs are pretty dope. And then I have two songs that I like, and then this other song that Dak recommended. Like it's just it's yeah. just all over the place, That's and it's dope. and um, yeah, and Adam Adam has a lot of good taste in music too, but we haven't. Uh, we have this like old like this playlist from us later and you think that has music on it that needs to be like pulled from that we haven't even used yet yeah. and stuff like that. So Well yeah, dude, it's fucking magical what you guys got going, it sounds like. The collaboration is I'm jealous. It's so bomb. Like that's you're in a sweet spot right now with that. It's I'm true. I'm, I'm, ha I'm happy. Art, I'm know? happy that it's it's gone that way. Yeah. And again, it's like this is like maybe like the second trip that it's really gone down like like this, but this is also the first time that we're doing something like this where it was like, all right, let's bring everybody's like um, efforts to the table and like see what we can create. Because we have a, a zine slash book almost coming out with this thing too that so, Javi and Jeremy shot. Yeah, nice. they shot a bunch of cool stuff. So, Wait, they, so they've been in they've been too? Out. I just they've come in and out. Yeah, nice. they've, been, yeah. they've been here twice now and they might even roll up a third time right oh, at the yeah. end. I gotta fucking get out in the world with you guys. I like bumped into you at the skate park and it, that feels like it. Where else did we ride? We rode street that one day. Yeah. At the, at the very end. We rode we rode from spot to spot and you drove from spot to spot. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was rad. Yeah. Um but no, we did that and we and we rode the skate park, which was fun. I really enjoyed that. Fuck dude, yeah, dude. We went back and I don't know if you remember in uh but last year in the summer when we went to England, I uh I tried to tail up this hip yeah. and I ate shit. Yeah. And I, I, and I went to X Court. And I did tail it. Hell yeah! First time, hit? no, just straight fly out. But <laughs> still, but when we were hit, when we were hitting our fly out session the other night, I wanted to throw one. I was like, no, England killed me. <laughs> and then uh, I was on the box jump lip. I was just like, you know, I want to see what one feels like. And then I got over it pretty easy. And then it took me like four more tries. And then I fuck yeah, super frame standard lander. Yeah. But that's all right with dude, me. That's OG UK style of a tail lip, <laughs> dude. It is. Um, did you do you remember voices? Dude, I was just about to say. Speaking of old, old school yeah. UK, Dan Cox for, for some reason doing the tail whip into the bank. Well, Joe Cox was the dude that I was like super into, yeah. and he was the dude making the videos. Yeah. Not, I'm sure Dan was a big part yeah, of I'm that too. I'm trying to remember who did the frame. Like, there's an iconic frame land whip. Oh, I think most of them. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like every most single. One. I think I think I think Joe Cox did those frame yeah. land center whips too, but. For some reason, I was really hooked on Tomorrow We Work Fuck more yeah, more dude. so than Voices. Yeah, it was beautiful. Even though I love, even though I like Voices, um, Tomorrow We Work was like, yeah, definitely a video that stood I in my mind. I think about them often. I'm and like, then what I are you guys doing? and then I try to play the DVD in my DVD player and it doesn't work because no. <laughs> it's from it's Damn. in PAL. And I was like, oh man. Yeah, man. I, I think about I was thinking about this half cabin turn that I want to do, and it made me think of the half cabin Tomorrow We Work that Dan Cox does down yeah. the Big Mock Bus. Dan. His the the filming you want you want to have something that's like that size. It's it's like Dang. sizable. It might be sh a little bit shorter, but yeah. like it's it's a big three block. So actually, I, I've said too much. Uh oh, 
someone else going to beat you to it? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, right. I don't think anyone's half cabin stuff like that these days, bro. So while we're on this topic, we got... Have you talked to Hard Copy BMX Archive? I've seen them on Instagram, and every once in a while they'll post a cool thing. It's cool. Yeah. He's, he's a collector in Texas, and he has... Oh, okay. He sent me the video lightworks that he bought okay. back to me to get autographs for all the dudes. Okay, Literally sick. just, it was a week ago, he he messaged me. He's like, hey, dude, happy anniversary. It's been a year because I haven't gotten it back to him, dude. I'm a terrible person. Um, I'm, I'm kind of that guy, too. <laughs> that sucks. But he uh, he always hits up with the uh, with the question for you. He's got, what's your favorite BMX DVD? DVD? Yeah. Can we, we just video? DVD? Yeah, what's your favorite BMX Nah, no, he's pretty DVD specific. DVD. Then forward coming out on DVD. <laughs> yeah, forward it is. That's it's gonna have to be. It's gonna have to be forward. Yeah. Um, I think and like, for the DVD had the like bonus section with Edwin, right? And the, the yeah, yeah. It yeah. was an extended, oh. and I think Tarada had a little extension on that's it. That's a and, very acceptable answer. Right. Forward. Yeah, that's fine. Because it wasn't on the it wasn't on the tape. No. But you know what? Something I do love that isn't. Um, that isn't uh, necessarily DVD. I'm pretty sure it is on DVD now, maybe. But Criminal Mischief, obviously, it's a very obvious answer. But the hidden section thing, I love that. Huh. Ten minutes of nothing, and then a section pops up with a small brown bike song and uh, just random clips of like a bunch of people, or like yeah. people in and out. And and I'm I will say that that was a bit of my motivation for it's later than you think. Um, it was really hard for me to to kind of convince Robbie and everyone that the that the friends slash like flow am stuff should be at the end of the video. He's like, no, videos have like the homie section in the middle. I was like, yeah. yeah, but like think about it. It's like this, and then there's the extra, and you could you could be like, I'm gonna watch the video, and then feel like it's done, or you could take it on. And you get this little surprise ending, and then the and then the credits. Yeah. And and then once I did it, it was like, oh, this this is nice. But it, it to me it had like that little surprise because I pulled it back with like the video ended. I put a clip of each dude that was in the video, and then I brought in those dudes. Yeah. And that to me was like a cool way to like break up the norm in, in my opinion yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. trying to I didn't revolutionize anything obviously <laughs> no, but yeah, it's dope. but my point was like I also thought about how Criminal Mischief had this like secret section yeah. that like I probably watched a million times before I knew there was a secret section and my friend's like no I remember now I just was fall- I fell asleep watching the video yeah. and it just kept playing in the VCR yeah. and then I was like wait what's going on I was like, what is this? <laughs> that's that's how I found out about that's it. Dope. It was so rad. Hell yeah. Well, so. now that everything's digital, there's no real secrets because you can like of course. hover and see how long the actual video is. Of course. Hmm. I wonder what the modern day, that's probably about as close as you can get to the Just surprise. If you didn't think that like, because I believe I believe like Preston rolls in like, it's, and it was like a Snoop Dogg song. And then when it drops, this is for the homies. Like that, it was, I don't know, it was felt, it felt cool to do something like yeah. that. So... What else you got? Conspicuous Mailman says, what's his real name? What's your full real name? Uh, do you need the full one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways. And, and also your social security number. Yeah, I got both of those. Um, my name is Richard. That is my real name. My last name is Crum. It's spelled K-R-U-M-M. Richard it's a weird, Crum. It's a weird spelling. Do you have a middle name? Is it Vish? We could go it. We can go with Vish. My middle name, this is 
this is what's funny. I hate my middle name, but when I say it as one word, as like one the whole thing, yeah. people people are like, oh, you sound like you're a, an author or something. So nice. I'll <laughs> give it to you in one whole scoop. Richard Henry Crumb. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. It's my grandpa's middle name, so Richard I can't. It's my grandpa's name, so I can't hate on it too hard. It's a fire like, name. Henry? Dude. Who wants to be called a Henry? <laughs> but, sorry, grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dean Watson says, does he live here now? Does he want to start a band? We barely even talked about music, but no, he doesn't live here now. He's no, I, no, I don't live here, but um, I could do a scene report. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, Phoenix resident for 28 days. <laughs> yeah, what's, um, what's the general vibe? How do you feel about Arizona? Well. Have you bumped into locals? <laughs> Riding locals, yeah. not too, not too many. A few. Every everyone's chill. Yeah. I, I would actually say this is gonna sound kind of weird, but I found it awesome of these dudes. When we were riding the city last weekend, we ran into a huge crew of dudes, and we already had a huge crew. Yeah. And I don't want to be like, dang guys, I'm sorry we can't ride. Like oh, we're trying to get this stuff done because I right. like I like riders. I like hanging out with people in other areas and like it's a tough position being, to be in it's a tough position to be in and what they did was like wow you guys have a big crew we have a big crew alright we're gonna good meet you guys good running into yeah. you we're gonna go on and I'm like I didn't have to be a dick Yeah, I didn't have to be fuck like fuck yeah nice boys dick. Good, good looking and, out that's what's up and I, I like was like dude that. I like that that was that was what I if I was the kid rolling up on a team I would have done that position I'd yeah. been like cool to meet you guys Saturday up today we're going on yeah and um they just did that on their own, and dude, that's I, awesome. That was, I'm that like was proud to hear that. That's awesome. <laughs> that was rad. And yeah, they had like ten people with them, and uh, we had like ten people with us. So we were turning into a mini jam if we went yeah. out. I would have done a product toss or something. <laughs> um, now yeah. I'm playing, but no, it was it was cool. Um, and then the other riders was just when we were at the skate park, Jose and yeah. like the other dudes that yeah, you were Jose's riding with. Best, so yeah, sick. he was cool. Yeah, and then. Um, that table he did out of the eight foot or whatever. I know he roasts those yeah. things, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he was he was cool. And then I mean the only other people they're not Phoenix people, but like uh, Eddie and Victor Peraza came down rode with us one day. Nice, and uh, they're funny as hell. So it was a good time. But and Robbie and Clay have been like on the trip with you guys. Robbie, yeah, Robbie and Clay have been definitely helping us out with spots. I mm -hmm. got a couple clips of each of them, um, and then. Um, Chris Morrison's been out f shooting photos with yeah, us, yeah, yeah. and then um, Lufa comes out. I came out and shot a couple of photos with us too. Sick. And uh, he showed me what he uh, he like a couple sequences he sliced together, look really good. So yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's gonna, he, did he bring out his flashes? No flashes. Nice. And we're all natural. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but I think I think that's for the most part. And like Sam Burroughs came by the other night, and we hung oh, out yeah. and talked. It was sick, but sick. Um, we haven't seen him out. Some industry out chat. Riding, so. Yeah, not not too much, yeah. but it's just good catching and up. That reminds me, Lufa's been on Fitness Gang with me. Yeah, and I know that you dropped some pounds. You you went keto lifestyle. Yeah. How did how was that? Is that how's your health looking? Um, on this trip, my health isn't great, but it's it's okay. I what's good about um my lifestyle now is that I don't like I don't push it as hard. Like I've changed a lot of habits. Um, yeah. that keep me all right but i can tell that like i need to be kind of keto still i think that like it's like the best thing for me yeah. um even if i even if i was like to a weight that i want to be at but yeah. i'm not there yet so I, that, but it's really hard on the road um so i'll have like at least a month 
back home. Mm-hmm. And then if I can go on to a trip on keto, yeah. then I'm pretty good because when I'm on it, it's really easy to make the decisions to eat right. Yeah. But when I'm off of it, it doesn't feel like I need to because it's like, what's the point? Because yeah. it's going to take me a week to really feel the effects. It's all momentum. It's and, and so I need that momentum at home to get it in gear right, yeah. um, because I have to be very particular with what I'm eating. Are you and, eating out or are you cooking all your meals at home? If you're like at, locked at home, up in the cave editing, at, you're at eating home, at home. At home, I am cooking a lot. And then I'm, I know I know my moves to, to eat in the wild, like yeah. in and out protein cells. Chipotle now, and this is going to sound stupid because I got new lettuce. Before really? they had iceberg lettuce, just yeah, it was yeah. really bland. Now they got like a spring mix that has like a lot of flavor. Hell yeah. And but there's not much stuff I can get at Chipotle. Like that's keto. Get, yeah, yeah, like chicken, cheese. Even it's all the salsas. The, the salsas kind of, but I shouldn't. You shouldn't have the tomato. Yeah. Like, um, damn. So you've really done keto. I don't know if I've done it. I've lost like sixty pounds, but I don't know if I've been keto at all. Oh, I I know Super because if I'm carb. if I can do if I'm in ketosis, I could ride all day and not eat. I, I don't know if when when you were eating, if your hunger craves stopped, but like yeah, I didn't. I just yeah. I just started. I didn't eat breakfast anymore. I started. I would eat about two in the afternoon. Yep. I'd be like, oh, I'm kind of hungry. I'd yeah. go make something in the kitchen, um, and then even like maybe three hours later, I'd be like, I'm kind of hungry again, and I'd make something else. Yep. But then I would just not be hungry, so I'd eat that in the intermittent fasting window. It was just, yeah, yeah, exactly. But. It, what it would do is it fuels my energy level and it fuels my thought process. Okay. So all my decision making was like very, very quick and like easy and I didn't dread things. I like, I like could just like, if something happened, I'd go, it almost felt like it happened for a reason, like something yeah. negative, like, oh, okay, all right, no big deal. And then I like, even if something as stupid as like, oh man, I turned down this street and now there's a bunch of traffic, like, all right, well, I'll just go over the street, boom. Yeah. What? There's a spot. Yeah. Dang! If I didn't go here to go there, then I wouldn't have seen a spot. Oh, cool! And then I move. Like I don't know. If things just like so. You're work saying easier. eating healthy straight up changes your life. I'm not dude. saying <laughs> I'm saying keto. keto. That I'm is saying, but that's just not just anything. Yeah. I could be having like sweet potatoes and other things True. that are carved up. It's because what happens with the keto is, I get a ton of crazy inflammation in a lot of things: ankles, joints, back. Mm-hmm. It all goes away, and all and like. Literally, when I wasn't on when I wasn't on keto, I was skating down Seven Eleven to get some junk food. Like yeah. One by my house, you know. I'm and my ankle is just like I'm like, how am I? How do I ride? How do yeah. I do anything? This sucks. And then like, you know, I have these spurts of like I'm on it, I'm off it. And so then it was like, yeah, dude, you're not, you're riding bad and like filming even is tiring. Like, come on, dude, clean it up. So then I clean it up, and then a week later I'm skating to go get some almonds or something, and I'm like. Oh, I'm just like cruising and my ankles don't hurt. I'm like, it's the inflammation, man. Yeah. Why put yourself through that when you know? And so then when I'm in it, I can make those decisions because what food does for me is like, it's a bit of a drug. I don't drink much and I don't really do anything else. So I just kind of like enjoy food in, yeah. in a stressful situation yeah. or there's a reward for something. Mm-hmm. And, and then and then the next thing you know, you've gained a bunch of weight and you're bloated or something, whatever. Yeah. And so... And so what, what happens is like if I can get myself to start thinking that way instead of those tiny little rewards because the food, the, when I do hit, when I do hit gnarly food, especially if I'm editing something late at night, I like, like oh, I'm going to go and get, and I get like fast food yeah. and then I have it and then I go, why did I do that? Yeah. It was fun for like Two ten, seconds. Yeah, 10 minutes maybe. Yeah. 
But then when I'm keto, I can really feel like, oh, I don't need to eat that. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna eat this because mm-hmm. my whole day is gonna be great. Yep. And so it's like getting to that point isn't easy, but once I can mentally figure it out, then it works, and then everything just works better. I mean, then one, at one point, I really had a hard time doing follow lines with fish eye, yeah, because I was just so out of shape that yeah. like my whole gut was in my way. And then I remember, like when I was in Germany last year, it was the first time I was like really back on like filming lines, and it was so easy and so fun because I could just get lower than I did before, yeah, because nothing was in the way. <laughs> so, That's what's up, man. I'm proud of you. We talked about it like while we were both doing it, and it's just so sick just to have somebody knowing that you're, you know, on it. Yeah. It, it's fucking fire. It feels good. I was joking with Sauce about it too because he's on it. He's now, we made a bet like last year, and then he just fucked off. He doesn't care. He's just yeah. drinking, partying, and driving his fucking cars around like an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I see that. <laughs> but he's like jumping in the real estate game. He's FaceTimed me, and he was talking like, Canode seven days straight. I've been no sh- no sugar, no bread, and he's like, I'm feeling on. That's it. good. Like, Fuck yeah, sauce. Awesome. That's so. good. And I'm telling you, even in those all those real estate decision making things, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna help. That's what he said is the only motivation. He's like, I gotta like, you know, do sales well, and if yeah. I can't do that, if my brain's cloudy, and I'm like, yeah, that's it's, cl- up, it's cloudy. That's yeah. that's exactly what mm-hmm. it is. It's, brain it's cloudy is what they call it. Well, that's what's up. <laughs> Uh, okay, Onjo, where he get them gifts and shit he always using at the start of his cult vids, and we covered that. We did cover yeah. that, and I'll just clear that up for the for the, and answer that is that they don't. Most of them come from Javi, the dude who runs Good Feeling, who's a part of cult and works on the web design and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, some of his stuff I find too. But yeah. he does he does definitely give me a bunch of stuff, and then. Um, the most bootleg thing that me and him both do is that, like any like VHS glitch or anything like that, I just look them up and then film them with my phone off the screen. Oh no! And shit. then airdrop them back to my computer, <laughs> yeah. and he does the same thing, and that's how he makes them look so so bad. Yeah. And that we were even, interesting. We were even we were even talking about how um, we were even talking about how uh, he sent me a clip. And it wasn't like that great, but I was like, "Ooh, there's a punch in here." He's like, "Oh, I know about a punch in," and it's because like the clip has like a little thing going on in it, and you just like yeah. put your phone to that part oh, and yeah. refilm that thing again, and now you have a new clip out of it. And Fucking it's literally it's literally just a freaking second or two that yeah. you're gonna see, but it's just like super random. I like. That. But what he has is he has more of the like stuff from the movies, like mm-hmm. like somebody's head exploding or some thing being stabbed or right. something. I don't know I can't even think of stuff that's like in the videos but like those those are the kinds of things that he'll just be like oh you're working on a video I got I found some more you know just send I got it to you me. fam so I love that yeah that's how that stuff comes about I need me a hobby man <laughs> dude I'm, that's what I'm saying that's why I'm, I can't take I can't take credit for the videos in, in, the, in a whole it's been a collaboration of, yeah. of stuff and well, like my and favorite, have you seen Pyramid Country videos oh yeah, yeah. yeah so definitely. that's a team of Jackson and JJ that's like artist filmer and mm-hmm. it's just a beautiful like combination yep. of shit and, and that's I and that's that. that's it that's that opened my eyes early on in in the hollywood things is i thought that a videographer the someone who made the bmx video or made the skate video made everything and then you come to find out though especially in skate one guy filmed it one guy edited it one guy did art direction yeah like yeah you're like oh so someone had just did the titles yeah <laughs> like that's all he did yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> It's your craft, and you know it well, and mm-hmm. you do it good. So that works. That works like that. 
Not for me, dude. I got to do it all, man. Well, I enjoy doing it all, and I even, yeah. I'll even do the music if I need to. That's what's know? up. So yeah. I'm thinking on this video, I'm going to try and do the intro. I want to do like a 30-second really brutal intro song, and then we're going to roll it into another song. But I Is only that your favorite type of music to make? Um, no, no, but for this, for this, yeah. uh, more like a punkish kind of vibe yeah. to it. Because uh, I kind of already seeing, um, I'm already kind of seeing kind of how I want to feel for the intro to be. Um, but it's based off of what Javi's done back home, uh, back at Colt with, uh, with the like trailer that he posted the other day where it's got like um, a lot of chaos, a lot mm -hmm. of just like tons, tons so of red. crazy yeah. craziness going on to it. But in, I would like it to continue to have that feel. But in the very beginning, I want it to go one way and then switch it on you. Like I just want you to be going that. one yeah. way and then switch it. And that's that's the other thing I've learned recently is like a lot about um, the things I have learned about movies is the attention spans. Yeah. And and if you can break down a movie, like no matter what length, if you broke it into like quarters or even fifths or something, you'll see a pattern in, yeah. in most of them. And like I've seen people display that in color tones. Like mm -hmm like golds and oranges all the way and then like towards the towards the end it's blue and yeah, it gets yeah, darker yeah. and then there's that resolution at the end and yeah. it gets nice again and so there's like a warmer color yeah. at the end but it's like it's those kind of patterns you can see those like in the in the display of the music that's why the music's a very important thing to me when i play Big it time. out there is because i'm like oh we're hyped up or we're not hyped up like that that comes from the footage like i'm like oh i could do this with the footage if i had a song that went like this or whatever and so and then the music stuff comes from, um, most of the time, cleared music. Like, I did a, last year I did a few songs for Vans because they have a music library and they're going to pay for one song, but I kind of want to use two songs. So, all right, I found the song. All right, we got that one. Submit that. But I want to make this other song because I want the, song, the thing to switch. I, like, I love doing the switch. And uh, so I'll just go make a song real quick because I, so good. I can make a song I in like a that. day. Uh, especially like an instrumental, like kind of like cleared music style. Like, you know, if yeah. I'm trying to make some kind of like hit thing, it's going to take me a lot longer right, to like yeah, really yeah. make a song. But like to make something that's like along the lines of what I'm listening to in the library already, it's yeah. like, mm, that's pretty simple. I Have you worked that. in like making beats as well? Like using um, Ableton or one of those programs? Beats isn't my thing because it's not my upbringing. My upbringing is like instruments, drums, guitar bass keyboard and beats is a whole nother whole nother it's like world a video game almost it's it's programming yeah you know it is, and you yeah. don't need you don't need the keyboard you just you can literally lay your notes out yeah and then you're like programming it, it is programming. and i have a i have a hard time programming it what i'm what i'm doing now what i'm going to try to do this year when we're on the pro cup tour is i'm actually going to try and play some stuff live while i'm on on the tour in these different places and sick i have a couple cover songs i do i wrote a song that I want to play and because what happens is there's a lot of dead time like not dead time but social yeah, yeah. time chill time and we end up in like a lobby of a hotel and everyone hangs out for a while and um, I have this guitar that fits it's a traveler guitar it fits inside my suitcase and I have this little tiny amp and I have a loop pedal and so what I want to do is play these couple cover songs and the song I wrote and then do some live looping um, and just create uh, you know some stuff because I, I grew up like I grew up playing when I was a little kid. It's like one of the first things I did was like, I, I, it's funny, I thought about this the other day. I was like, why, why, how did I grow up in front of like 
kind of on a stage in a way. And my dad had this like part-time after work job thing where he was like the karaoke guy. Like he's he was oh. the dude being like, up next, blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. But what you have to do is you have to like keep it going. Yeah. So he'd just be like, all right, you got to sing a song. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, I had been like, 10 or 11 no 10. shit and so like stage I'm just like singing a song and I'm like ah oh, blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> and so I sing that song and then we grew I grew up in a church where um they were always down like a drummer and I was playing drums so they would have like a little kid playing drums with like all the adults or like high schoolers like I went to a camp one time where um there was a full like church band mm-hmm. but I was like 14 playing bass like but drums is my instrument. Yeah. I just picked up these other instruments because they were around. Yeah. And my dad wanted to teach me everything. He knew how to play all that stuff too. So um, piano is the worst one I'm at. Like the piano, I, I can play the basic chords and I have to take multiple takes to like record them. So I wouldn't really play anything live with the piano. Yeah. But guitar, drums, and bass, I could play pretty much any of them and I could just like jump on and, and play them. Yeah. I don't know a lot of songs. Like if you're like, hey, play a Metallica song. I don't really yeah. know the song, like songs, but I'm good at improvising and... I'm good at like just making things up and I'm good at the looping thing. Same. Like I can like create a whole like rhythm pattern and put some stuff over top of it and then like like if if I had a if I had my like dream setup, I would have I would like play guitar and then like loop some keyboard stuff and then go to a drum kit and then fill it in with the drum kit yeah, like on yeah. like on stage, but you what just I'm can't gonna, do that in a hotel lobby. You know? But what I'm going to do, what I've, I've already it's, it sounds weird. I practice this stuff in my room, but That's I've already yeah. I've already like worked on um some of the songs and um even just like just with the guitar I've made as much different sounds as I can yeah, come you can out do of it with with, with, with the, the loop exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. And so it, I think it'll be kind of interesting. But yeah, I've, I've grown up That's like so performing and playing music. And uh, and I don't know, I seem to be all right on stage and stuff. But yeah. it is it is weird because my I'm definitely like an introverted person. Um, but I don't really mind going on stage. But I don't I can't necessarily entertain like a, a party house <laughs> full of people. But I can like get put in. The spotlight and be like, oh, ever, what's up, guys? Uh, you ever done stand up then? <laughs> no, I guess but I, at I, a karaoke thing, you're, if you're talking to the crowd, no. Nah, I don't really talk to the yeah. crowd. I just sing the song. I, um, but I do have in my phone. I have a few. Yeah, I have a few things laid out. Let's hit an open mic while you're in town, huh? I have never done it. I've only I've only jotted ideas down. Yeah. Like all it takes is just go to a place. The what, one. Where better than in Phoenix? On not even in your hometown. Hit an open mic. Nah, I'll be <laughs> alright. I don't think I don't think I'll ever do that. I don't, only yeah. re, only reason I have them is if I ever accidentally get put in that scenario. Yeah. Because um, I'll trick you into it then. All right? No, sounds that's good. right. <laughs> but my sister is into it, and I always encourage her. She started she started with jokes, and then when she got done with her jokes, I was like, oh, that was okay. And then she started telling a story, mm-hmm. and then I was like, hold on, stop. Your story was funnier than your jokes. I was like, tell me the story again. And then she went on to a different story and it was great. And I was like, it's the story is what you got. And then she's been doing like improv and other things with like sick with like uh, her friends How and, and some she? groups. Um, twenty five, I think. I don't know. Yeah. How old are you? I'm. No, she is twenty seven, maybe. I'm thirty four. Thirty four. Yeah. I'm about to join level three myself in June, yeah. dude. 34. Okay. Yeah, I know. I'll be 35 this year, and it's like kind of crazy. Yeah. It's like 40s really around so the corner. So 85, you were born, eh? Yep, 85. All right. All right, let's see. We got Fuck Matt. 
whose writing is the most difficult to film and why? I like that question. Oh, I don't want to put nobody on blast. Well, just like okay, so there's some people. Here's I'm just gonna put it out there and in what. I don't think it's putting anybody on. No, no, I'm not. Some, I'm not, some writing is I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put this down to any particular person. I'm just gonna explain kind of how I feel about how it goes. So here's what I think. I think street writing is the most fun film mm -hmm. because it's the most adventure, but it can be some of the most work, right? Yeah. Especially filming a line, it can be really hard. Um, I personally, um, a lot of times a zoom, like a zoom camera just sitting there ends up working for the shot, yeah. but if I can do something moving where I have to kind of almost work as hard as a writer, yeah, to I me I, I enjoy that and yeah. I enjoy the outcome when it really, when it really, like really works. It's more bonding when you both are yeah. fucking dead yeah. after you get the clip. And then... And for me, when it comes to like the park stuff or even the pool stuff, I feel like, well, the pool stuff's really cool because that's an adventure too. We, yeah. We're getting to something that we might get kicked out of or we have to clean out that sure. we don't know if it's gonna work. And then and then I kind of have to just sit back and film it. And I have to just decide between long winds of fish and yeah. just go between the both. There's like even, less room for creativity. There's less room for creativity, but there is a different factor to it. And so if I do get the advantage of having like a decent sidewalk I can skate around, mm -hmm. um, it's pretty rad. And filming with Corey is pretty sick because um, a lot of the skate parks that do have like a big big deck and I can skate around, yeah. he ends up pulling these like crazy loops. So yeah. I just get to pass around with him. like, yeah. And that stuff's been fun. We haven't filmed too much on this trip with that, but we did film one that worked out really, really good. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really care for the ones where I just have to sit there. But in the end of the day, the writing is more important. Yep. So I have to just make sure I get the clip yep. and make the clip look as good as it can. Um, but I think that like um, it's kind of been a joke, and this is why I'm going to put someone on blast. But Foley can get so close to landing something, and get so far away from it the next <laughs> try, and then it turns into like an old bunch of tries when it was like he was almost there, and uh, and it's like, dude, you film on a tripod. Is it is it me? Do I need to go away and just set the tripod <laughs> yeah. down and and get his stuff? But in the in the end, he always he does get it, and it's it's rad. But so it's, at the end of the day, the street is like the hardest, the most difficult to film. Yeah, because of the. But fact think that, like, well, the, one of the things I hate the most is like the ground when I'm skating. Yeah, like exactly. I've, I fell on this trip the first day <laughs> from at, at Deck Park. Deck Park. Yeah. I rode over the bricks. I was like, all right, cool. Let's go. And then me and Sean were filming something. And then I went and the brick moves. Yeah. So the front wheel went and then yeah. put the back wheel. And I was, I already went over them. I was like, oh, it's fine. Some reason I hit a different brick that was level, but because I hit it, popped it up and I wasn't ready. And I just went flying. Yeah. Did you save and the camera? The camera's fine. Yeah. I didn't do a very good save on it. Yeah. Like I, it went flying. I was, yeah, yeah. It went flying. <laughs> oh, it went shit. tumbling around. Damn. That's the worst. And I, yeah, I don't, that was terrible. I hated it. That was the first day. Yeah, and then, so then the rest, start. the rest of Arizona, I'm just like, look at the ground, looking at looking at the ground. Yeah, like, oh man, it's terrible. I've spent hours just like kicking rocks out of the way. Yeah, a certain line. Oh, I have all these funny ideas for like brooms that attach to tripods and like yeah. you can sweep things that's out. Not, and that's not a bad idea. Broom <laughs> attached to a tripod. But, yeah. All right. Do you know Jake Bob sixty nine? Uh, yeah. That's a fucking. I met him playing Fortnite, and he's. He's my fucking boy now. We play Fortnite all the time. I never play any video Call games of Duty. ever. I know. If I spend as much time making music as I did playing video games, I'd be chilling like you. 
All right, what's it like being a legend? That's a fucking. Oh, uh, that's not a, that's not an answerable question. Yeah. Um, one, if I ever become one, maybe I'll tell you. So West Side Legend Clay Johnson. I know says, about that dude. <laughs> he's a good guy. He said yawn video. Yawn video. We, we kind of covered it. We kind of we did kind of yeah. cover it. Um, but just to uh, bring it up, his first DVD I ever made, and it was with the homies, and I think it's kind of cool because. Most of those dudes ended up getting full on like hookups after yeah. it. And while you were filming it, who did you think was gonna like make it the farthest in BMX? Um. Well, I, I guess I knew Pat was gonna do something yeah. because uh, we had filmed a video before that, and then I was able to take him to Volume and get him hooked up on Volume Demolition um, uh, through that, and then. Um, from there, he was, that's when we started filming together more. Um, and I, I guess I always thought Iz and Andrew would uh, end up doing something. And then um, Andrew, during the small, at the end of small talk, we turned Andrew pro. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's pretty special. It was, it was sick. And then um, it's funny. I actually have a ton of footage of Iz too. He didn't, he didn't ride as much. Um, he had a kid, like right. Right around that time where I was getting ready to have a kid, yeah. and so life kind of like takes you in different places and yeah. different ways. And uh, he got started working for the airline, like he still works for Delta, I believe. And uh, he moved to Vegas actually. No shit. And he has two kids now, and he's married. He's living life. Man. And uh, yeah, he bought a smart house. No shit. <laughs> it wasn't even yeah. built. They had to live somewhere else. That's why it's in being, Vegas. While it was being built. Yeah. So he bought it like. Did he move to Vegas for a job or some shit? Yeah, I think they 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 both were the airlines and they got to transfer to a more money and better job and yeah. then a probably cheaper yeah way cheaper cheaper yeah, living. Cheaper, cheaper living. So I think that they did good a him, pretty man. good That's pretty right. good move for the family. Yeah. I think is that in your future? You wanna you wanna make a fam? Do you got a girl? I would I'd want to I'd only really want to make a fam if I felt financially stable. But I right, do yeah. I do I do because no I would love for. Uh, you know, to create that bond with the kid, I guess. Like, Big time. Um, but at the same time, I've kind of been chasing, like, this for so long that I never really... I, I couldn't, like, stop to think about that kind of stuff. Yeah, kind there's of, no like, rush either. You I know? kind of just, like, focused on working on videos. I just wanted it to be what I did. And, yeah. and it's becoming that. And then it's, like, at this moment, it's, like, well, let me try and, like, stack it up and, and solidify it a little bit more mm -hmm. as far as, like... Again, I'm trying to... I'm. I have thoughts of like trying to create um, uh, a documentary for sh for streaming, even around cult kind of, um, because I think there's a cool story there to be told. Yeah. But like with all these streaming services come up, like originally it's like Netflix, but like it could be anything anymore. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, you do something like that, and then maybe I can do other jobs and still continue to stay in BMX, but also. I don't know. Spike Jones is a huge like influence on seeing what what he's did for skateboarding and like Girl and Chocolate and all that stuff back in the day were huge like influences yeah. as far as like the videos go and what what they were able to what he was able to bring to the table and like I don't know. I it's not that I know a ton about it, but the stuff I do know is like super interesting. And so you got my a man, lot my man went my man went to Hollywood, and that's amazing. But I do still feel like like I mean even in Pretty Sweet he he brought his ties back. Yeah. To um, you know, bringing in Will and Ned and Jack Black and these dudes to like do some funny things. I'm only assuming that it happened. I don't really know, yeah, yeah. but it seems like those. That's how that stuff came about. And um, but the the thing was that like 
he flew the he kind of flew the flag for skateboarding and I would love to branch out and do like commercial work or something else and mm -hmm. still kind of like fly the flag for BMX and yeah. and show that I I hope that before anything like that goes down I can do a state to state tour like and do almost like what props did but like in t in a in a way that could be digested today and yeah. like about like essentially if I came out here on my own, I would like meet up with locals and they might take me to something that you can only get Phoenix, like mm -hmm. to eat. But like, and then we'd go to the classic spots and talk about them and then maybe I can meet yeah. some of the legends and meet some of the young kids. Not kings just and, a riding edit. And not just yeah, a riding edit, cool. but essentially, essentially it borders the line of a vlog, right? A YouTube channel. Yeah. But again, what Vice was doing back in the day, mm -hmm. like the way they made stuff, it's a documentary, right? But you have to go. You have to do some of those same things in the vlog. I'm just yeah. not turning the camera to yourself and yeah, yeah. and and projecting yourself. I'm there to project what the what the scene has to represent and what's cool about like all these people are living their lives, doing their thing. But the, like BMX is kind of uniting uniting it, and you we can kind of live this way. Like I always find it interesting that like even somewhere like the Wedge, like above people are driving to work and yeah. below it people are riding the bikes like away and underneath of what's going on in the typical normal society yeah, kind yeah. of thing you know what i'm saying that's an interesting so like that was observation, a, a, yeah. i just gave away one of the shots for my documentary <laughs> that i'm trying to do but yeah that was that was one of yeah. the shots um just, be right back i gotta go to the wedge <laughs> <laughs> no 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 don't take my ideas of course not but dude. i'm already stealing your ideas you've been on this like teaching people how to how to film and edit stuff um and i try to start this thing called ugly filmer that is um to make your stuff not ugly <laughs> but it's supposed to not I, I started it and i didn't really do what i want to with it but i'm i think when i get home i'll be able to do more with it but what is ugly filmer the point of it is is to become like uh for people who are into the filming it's like a a place for them to check in or and me to, to check in with people other people who film mm -hmm. so i can like i can like help hype up videos that other people make yep. i can like meet up with people like yourself and see what you're going through what your techniques are what and stuff yeah. and then i can just like kind of from my viewpoint be like all right a lot of the things that we talked about yeah, it's like it's okay here's community. how we're gonna do it this is how i organize my footage this is how i get this thing done yeah. i've been helping Corey with fast and loose yeah. and he's been a it's been a like a eye-opening experience to tell me that it would work because it, what essentially he would do is if he had a problem and i've already created all these videos he could go to the youtube channel and look at and see how do you do the titles like yeah and then you write them out and and then get rid of the white and use these like you know, overlays and like, yeah. um, how does this stuff work? And the reason that I, I call it ugly filmer is because I don't believe that it's done in the professional way. I think it's done in a crude way. Like it's like the way I did the title to begin with for it, it was just, again, written on a piece of paper on a post-it and then I turned it black and white and got rid of the thing, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. And there's, it's, it's not that special. It's just, it's kind of, you're going to make it, you're going to make it pretty. You're going to yeah. make it nice. But it's done in an ugly way, and the the DIY run and gun. That's what I that's what I like. Because mm -hmm. when I go when I was working with the Fox people, it was really sick. But like there was so much like, oh this guy does this and that guy does that, and I'm like I can knock this whole thing out in one day if you just let me do my thing. Yeah. But like you want to have 
this guy do that and that guy do that. And there's time and place for all that stuff. Right. But like when we would go, like think about this. They wanted a location for a street of like a photo shoot where shooting with like Drew Bizance or someone. So we went to this place called Thunder Thunder Dome or something, Thunder Run. And it's like a ditch. It's like cool, like half piped in Irvine. And um they're like, I was like, oh, I showed them a photo of the spot. They're like, oh, that spot will work great. Okay, cool. So me, Robbie, Drew, a photographer go out. And then there's this, there's a chick who did like the the like lookbook and like stylization stuff. And I was like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna go with us? I know this sounds like I'm being like super like No, yeah, why does she need to come? But here's the thing, she's wearing a dress, right? Yeah. And then we get there and there's a fence to jump. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, you didn't tell me that there's a fence to jump. I was like, I didn't know you were coming. <laughs> and um you just asked me for the spot. Yeah. I got we all we we got to the spot. And that that would happen not even just with like a, a girl who's wearing a dress who can't like jump a fence. Like Well now you're trespassing for a corporate shoot, right? Um, is that was that even a thing? Wait, that wasn't a thing. They didn't they didn't really worry about that. But the the point is that like there are other higher ups who would never jump a fence either or like get in those situations and it's like oh i don't know about this and it's like this is what we do like you just let us do our thing like trust that we're going to come back things that another things i didn't like about i don't know why i'm getting into this stuff now it's like they're they're like yeah we want a video where like you put all the crashes and then he pulls it and it's like he's not gonna crash (laughs) he's gonna land it yeah he might come up short (laughs) on something but he's not gonna crash and you're looking at these other skate videos and bmx videos that happened and then they thought, ooh, we could take the crashes and then we'll make the landing and you want that. Yeah. But they didn't go, oh, we're gonna make a video with crashes and the landing. Yeah, yeah, they took happens. what they had and yeah, then they exactly. made the thing and yeah. you want that. Yeah. And you don't know how many times I would see dig stuff or all these references, like rich foreign hand shots and all these things. And I'm like, that's that's just rich foreign stuff. I'm not gonna go do that. Like, yeah, stop yeah. telling me to go do that. Yeah. Like. It's like, I was like, yeah, no, I know who shot that photo. I know, I, I know all this, like, you think you're like pulling this like stuff I've never seen before. I was like, this is literally from magazines I grew up yeah. looking at. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. Well, it's just, just generally, it's like the age of the one man army. Like you yeah. had it, us coming through the revolution of like from SD to HD and yeah. like being the filmer and like a BMX crew or whatever you are, the sound guy, the director, the editor, the yeah. shooter, the every, every hat you we've worn them and yeah that's like the new normal it's weird and so yeah i think that there's a place a time and place for each of those i think a lot of magic shit can happen if you just let a one-man army do his thing mm-hmm. but there's also like big projects that you need to well think about you know. it now um we've made a better video because i've had help with a secondary filmer and mm-hmm. uh, graphics and, and photos and all this stuff being collected so that our end product is going to be yeah way better well, that's, but that's I, had like, to, I had to learn all that stuff and now I can like uh, right, I can like giving, delegate and that's like, giving the one man army the tools to create something true. rather than yeah, trying yeah. to take the one man army and fit him into a yep. make him a cog in this machine or whatever yep. alright uh, Curtis, Curtis we had two more questions Curtis Woodruff with setup check what are you filming with right now what's your Ooh. favorite setup you've ever filmed with and if do you have a dream setup um all right, so right now, my primary camera, I would say, is a GH5. Um, and I have, like, a Metabones adapter, and I have a cheap, like, Rokinon 8mm lens. Nice. Um, crop sensor, so it's really something else. In yeah. the end, I don't know what. I'm not good with math. <laughs> um, but, um, and then I have this camera called the Sony uh, X70, which is, um, 
a handy cam. It's small. But at the time, I was shooting, when I, before I got that, I had the HPX. Mm -hmm. um, and that thing is big, and it shot 720. Yeah, it's beefy. It, it shot 720, um, 60. And uh, I was shooting on my iPhone at, at 1080, 60. And I was like, um, my phone is shooting better than the, the camera. Yeah. I'm going to look into some small cameras. Yeah. I think Cosman had a camera like the one I had. Um, but the zoom was really weird on it. And so I looked into some more and I found one. I had to go to stores and like zoom. I literally oh, was going into stores, nice. not worrying about anything else, but the zoom rocker. Yeah. And then I was like, dude, this is the one. Hell yeah. And so I, I got that and then it had a really good stabilization built into it. it has a, again, it had the nice zoom on it. It has the focus peaking. Yeah. Um, and uh, does it shoot in picture profile or anything? How do you match oh, yeah, your you colors can, up? Yeah, you can you can have tons of profiles. You can sick. you can set your own um, yeah. stuff. It's yeah, it's sick. Um, but nobody nobody really knows about it. And people like I think it's a like a toy. But it's a pretty powerful yeah. little camera. And if I, I, if I was shooting if I was shooting uh, more commercially stuff like for clients and like things like that, I'd probably have a the, like a Sony. Uh, was it a seven five? A seven S? No, 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 no. The the bigger ones. Oh, the F seven. Yeah, the F seven yeah, or F something like or that. something like that. Yeah. See, I don't even know. Yeah, so me what I don't do is I don't go looking at cameras I can't afford. Right. Yeah. Because I just tell myself, oh, I need to get it. But I think it would be a good camera. But with Colt mainly, it's like this is working. This is working out good. Fuck so. yeah. All right, Josh Bagar, last question. All Can right. you elaborate on some clips you've actually been nervous to film? Just pick one clip. I'll pick one clip, and that is Corey Walsh's uh, loop in Baldy. He did a line with the loop in that opening, like his opening shot mm -hmm. in It's Later Than You Think. And that was the first time that it was weird because we went up there, and we're all happy. We're like, oh, cool, we're going to do this thing. This is also a situation where we brought something. If we didn't bring it, we wouldn't have it. We didn't think there was a bridge across so we brought all this wood up there to make a bridge, and we got there, and there was a bridge. So that was already the first thing. It was like, all right, yeah. this, is, this is perfect. Because we didn't even know if our wood was going to make it for the bridge. <laughs> and um, we're like, all right, cool, we got the bridge. Now we get in there, and we're looking at this huge pipe, and he's like, all right, I have to, now I have to do it. And he was, already, he was doing the yank over at the end. He was like feeling it out. He's like, all right, it feels pretty good. And now it's time to like do the loop. Yeah. And I'm like, we're in the middle of nowhere. Like, we're far out. And... How do you feel loops out? Yeah. You might just fly down. Yeah. And then he had to psych himself up and he's in the tunnel and it's like echoey. And he's like literally like having to yell, like, all right, we're gonna go. Uh, ah. yeah. And you're like, okay, okay, please don't fall, please don't fall, <laughs> yeah. please don't fall. And then he like goes and he doesn't do it. And he's like, ah, and he goes and doesn't do it. And then eventually he's like, all right. And he does one and you see that he goes to like I guess it'd be like one or two o'clock on the other side. But he doesn't get he goes past past twelve yeah. and goes down and then he slides down and I'm like okay that's how he's gonna do it okay and it was like I was so nervous like yeah. honestly the clip is not filmed very good because I was really nervous yeah. I got behind I got too far behind I didn't I was so nervous that yeah. was that was probably one of the most there was another one with Dak recently I, I quite I can't quite remember well it made me nervous and um yeah I don't know but that I think Corey's was the was one of the most most nerve-wracking he ones. is the most nerve-wracking to watch too. <laughs> but he's so smooth and like it looks like it's all so easy it's so crazy the shit he does is butt yeah. alright dude yeah. we just did two hours man that's a longer episode dang yeah. we talked that long fuck yeah right. 52. Well, 
hopefully people listen the whole way through. Yeah, we'll see, man. <laughs> awesome. Anything uh, to plug other than, you know, Knock Em Down's coming out? Fucking knock Em Down. 100 people that might listen to this. Knock Em Down's yeah. coming out. I appreciate that's you it. doing it. Look, look forward to seeing that Swamp Fest. Yeah. So, that's it. Thanks for having me, dude. That's a wrap, baby. E. 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 E.